All right, we're back again. Um, this week, the topic we have for you is good habits and bad habits. Nick really wanted to hit habits pretty hard this week because, you know, it's it's an important subject. And we touched on it a little bit here and there. Some of the things you should be doing, some of the things you shouldn't be doing. But we really haven't gotten into to actual habits and why they're important. So, uh, Nick, why was this important to you? Well, you know, I say, I find, I find that... You know, when, when you follow the good habits, right, good things come. When you follow the bad habits, right, you, you get the results of what the bad habit people are doing. So, you know, to me, it was it was just important to teach people, you know, reiterate some of the things we've talked about and, and definitely get people on track to say, hey, these, if you want to be successful, statistics show these are the things you can do. And we want to hit those things, you know. Um, I, I was rolling some change. Uh, I save my change, right? Um, I, I have a little bit more money, you know, where my wife is the spender of the family and she doesn't have a pile of change, you know, I mean, granted our change is each other, but she doesn't keep her own little thing and she doesn't roll it. So it was the idea of like, man, our, our, you know, these, these are things that people do. Like I know I have plenty of other friends with money and Hey, you know, they, they collect small things like change and they just, they, they send it in. So it's, you know, the idea of habits are, are for a reason, right? I mean, statistics show you something. So let's teach what statistics show. So um, today I'm, I'm drinking uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, Bud Light. Uh, if you guys uh, know anybody that works there and they want to sponsor us, uh, I'll be proud to uh, take that sponsorship. Again, Bud Light. I'll drink Bud Light Lime. I'm okay with that. So David, uh, I know you got something today. I do. I got something fun here. Um, thanks to Mike because he bought the six pack. I, I have my last shorts soft parade shandy which is from elk rapids michigan so i'm at least still supporting local and like nick who's supporting the swedes i uh i got the tigers on i mean that's local i'm like i'm like the cubs there i got the cubs on so you know that's not local all right what can you do and look at the color of that beer isn't it pretty pretty. nice and i'm drinking nothing tonight because i ran out of beer i drank it all over the weekend (laughs) we're proud of you son Keep up the good work. Uh, so, you know, we were talking, and we want to get into what we think. What we think needs to be the number one thing of a habit, right? The number one thing that we find successful for people to be that are doing is budget, 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 right? I mean, if you and we've talked about it, right? If you write something down, you're you're more successful at accomplishing that thing, right? It's a goal. Budget creates a goal, right? Where you want to be, what you want to spend on what. Um, so, you know, our, our, our thing is, is most people don't budget, right? They think, hey, I, you know, my house payment is a thousand bucks. I make $3,000 a month. I can cover it. I don't care, right? Uh, you know, oh my, you know, and then, and then they add the car payment of, you know, 500 and, oh, oh I got enough money, but you know, they, they, they don't track this stuff, so they don't actually see that, hey, you know, electric adds up. You, you spend more going out on food. You do this, you know, and so then people start using credit cards. So, you know, uh, one thing I challenge people to do is, is for, for I like to do two weeks, honestly, is write down everything or go into your, you know, choose to do either cash or choose to do your card like you normally do, but make sure you have every transaction or write down, write down everything that you spent on what, and that'll, you know, that'll help you, you know, and that includes utilities, mortgage payments, rent, um, you know, all, all of it, car payment, every dollar that comes out of your pocket, even if you donated 
to a to a good cause, you know, um, they, they the Salvation Army rings a bell and stuff like that. If you donated change, a dollars, anything, write it down so you know exactly where every dollar is going, every cent is going, you know, um, and, and you know, track your incomes, track all the stuff that you're doing. So um, I know David, I think you you definitely agree, right? Budgeting, budgeting, and, and knowing what you're spending, knowing what's going out and what's coming in is huge. Yeah, I, I think budgeting is honestly the most important thing you can do. To, to maximize your wealth. <clears throat> so, I mean, we, we went over budgeting in a couple episodes now, and I have a very comprehensive budget. I track it monthly. I want to know where the money's going. I don't always stick tried and true to it, but I try to keep as close to that as I can. That way I know what I actually have coming in. And, and like Nick said, track everything. And, and kind of the second point we want to hit, which is with budgeting is, not only you're tracking your spending, you're tracking your progress, you're tracking your net worth. You need to know what these things are because they help you get a better idea of what your financial health really is. So one of the things we are really big on is, is knowing your actual financial wealth, sitting there and saying, okay, well, this is what I spent all this money on and this is what I have left over for the month or what I'm short on the month. What can I do to, to fix these things? You know, Nick brought up a good point. If, if you're using credit to pay for stuff, now we got to make cuts here and there. And, you know, I sat down with several people to help them with that budget. And we're going to get into, you know, some of the bad habits you have later. So I don't want to touch on it too much right now, but those are the things you look for to say, hey, that's got to go. So at least if you're tracking this stuff, you know, hey, this is where my money's going this is potential for savings. So, you know, uh, I think I went with, I went with, uh, you know, the next, the next thing that's kind of important to me is, is right. I'm, I'm not as in depth as David, right? I mean, David says he tracks his monthly, but let's be honest, right? David tracks his daily slash weekly. I mean, yep. you know, he, he is, he, he's more on top of it. My budget, my budget is kind of, you know, it's more of a monthly basis because my rental incomes come off of a month. I know what I spend here and I know, you know, I know that after a year of owning a property or something, you know, what, what my normal costs of everything should be. And now I've been doing it for, you know, 10 years. So now I get an average of this is how often I fix a refrigerator. This is how often I fix this. So, um, you know, I, I now take everything and I, and I try to automate it as much as possible. Um, on, on the savings aspect. I don't want to talk about the paying. I'm, I actually still, I drive to the bank and pay my mortgages. Um, you know, I, I do pay one, I have one mortgage that I pay online um, because there's not a bank for it, but right. So things that you can automate, right. I put in a certain amount of my, my paycheck directly into my savings account every week. It, it's, it's not touched. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what I guarantee. I want to keep myself being, successful in a financial space is is automating automating that amount of money um you know my car insurance is automatically taken out but i have that written down of how much i know that that's going to cost every every month um my 401k right i built that into my i built that into my my paycheck again so it comes out before i even see what, what i take home because if i don't see it i don't have the chance to use it right so the biggest thing is, is if you don't see it you don't feel it. You 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 then know what you have coming in from there. Um, you know stocks, right? 
my, my company offers like a 15% discount to buy stock. So, you know, again, throwing $20 or whatever you guys can throw at it, it's automatic. It's, it's gone. I don't see it. it it's, it's out there. Um, so when it comes to uh, uh, my Betterment account, so um, I know I use Betterment. David uses Betterment. Um, you know, it, they're, they're a great company. So it's just Betterment.com. Go take a look. They do index funds. I have an automatic setup for, for and I started my Betterment for my daughter um, as a fund. Granted, it's still my money, but, you know, I, I have it for when she gets older, if she wants to buy something, pay for a wedding, um, go to college, something like that. I have it set up. And honestly, it's, you know, I, I started out at $25 a week, every week. And um, if it gains money, great. If not, but like I guarantee I'm putting that money away every single week. I don't have to worry about, I don't have to worry about getting a, a $20,000 bill when she's, you know, 18, 20, whatever it is. It's already set for me. I didn't think about it. I didn't do it. It just automatically keeps going. And the hope is to make money, right? Investments are, are, are risk. You, nothing's a guarantee. You're not going to make money. Um, I will tell you when, right before the COVID thing hit or when it hit, I lost, I lost my profits. I was up. Okay. And then I lost it all. I just checked last week and I'm, I'm back up, you know, 30 bucks. It's not much, but I'm back in the positive, right? I just, I, I wrote it out. And so, um, automate, automate your investments. Uh, because once you do that, you set it, you set yourself up for success for the future and you don't think about, right. Cause it's, it's really hard to think about, I mean, I'm 30 years old, right? Normal people retire at what, 65, you know, I mean, let, let's call it that. So it's really hard to think about another 35 years and where it'll be. So if, if I just let it go for 35 more years, it's going to be great. If I would have known, if I would have known where I was going to be now when I was younger, you know, I mean, at 16 living at home, I would have saved every single paycheck. I wouldn't have gone out and done as much as I did. You know, I, I kind of kicked myself in the butt at like 19 to finally get myself in gear. But, you know, those three years were huge. I, I thinking about the amount of money that I was making back then, um, you know, if I would have just had an automatic payment, you know, or took half my paycheck and automatically threw it into savings, I'd be so much farther ahead. So uh, we want to try to catch people and just get them to understand that it's never too late. And it's so much easier if you just if you just set it and forget it. So. Well, these, these are the things, you know, even teachers will tell you, they don't teach any of this in school. They don't. Okay, so it's our job to teach our kids how to be responsible with money and what to do with money. And, you know, I've talked about my daughter before. She doesn't necessarily care what's going on with her money because she has her dad and her dad's going to take care of it. And that's, that's great. But at the same time, at some point, her and I are going to sit down and we're going to look at it and say, this is why I do what I do. Because like Nick... I, I set up a Betterment investment account for her. She's got an IRA through Betterment. She's got an IRA through Wealthfront. She's got individual stocks that I bought through both Robinhood and Ally. These things are set up for her so that if something happened to me, she's making money off of this stuff. And I mean, you know, when I sat down, Mike's a great example here because Mike and I sat down after his divorce and I said, all right, I need to know what you're spending every month. Just, just give it to me. We're going to talk about what you're spending, what you're making. We're going to make you a budget. I'm going to give you some ideas of what to do. And, you know, Mike, I, th I think you can say there was really no pressure with this, was there? No, no pressure. It was just these are the things I would do. I didn't make him do one thing. Mm -hmm. I said these are moves I would make. This is what I would try to cut. And, you know, he took some of that advice to heart. And, you know, what are we like? 
three, four years later now. Yep. And, you know, in those four years, where's your financial situation from where it was back then? Significantly better. And, yeah. and that's what you got to look for. You know, he, he had a lot of debt that he had to take care of. He found ways to, to pay that off quickly. And now he's looking at, you know, when he gets extra money for something, anything, he's looking at, okay, what, what do I want to do with this instead of what do I have to do with this? And that's important because... And now that I'm starting to see that extra money, I'm wanting to do things like put some money aside for my kids to go to college and, you know, or anything else, you know, if they want to be able to move out on their own when they graduate and need a, you know, money for a down payment for a house or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I say it's, it's, it's just those things, right? We want to, we want to help our kids and, um, do whatever we can, um, you know, to, to, to make them successful. Right. I'm, you know, David, as he said, he's, he's got his daughter and, you know, dad's not always going to be around. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But I try to automate things. So that way, you know, in my real estate business, in my, in my house, you know, if I, if I happen to pass away, if for some reason I get hit on my motorcycle, anything, like there's so many things that could happen. I want my wife to be, I want my wife to be okay. Right. Um, you know, and so I don't want her, I don't want her to have to think about those things. You know, she, she should just be able to go right and keep, keep maintaining life and understand exactly what I did. And it's all just spelled out and, and, and kind of done. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It uh, looks like we got Amr on here. Amr, can we hear you yet? Or can you hear us? I can hear you guys just fine. Uh, we can hear you just fine. Um, we're just kind of getting into stuff here. You know, we t we've talked about budgeting and tracking your, your spending. We're kind of on the tracking your spending thing right now. And, and you know, when we started doing these, Umar and I got very, very excited because he saw my spreadsheets and then he showed me his spreadsheets. And kind of like me, Umar's a tracker and he loves to track literally everything he was showing me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, his uh, net worth. So, Umar, what do you get out of tracking? You, you just, you know, let's tell people. So I got into it because I wanted to know exactly what my net worth was. So that was my first thought in terms of getting into this. So every month I would track all my account balances. So that includes all my credit cards and all my bank accounts and any mortgages, loans, things like that. Um, once I did that, it allowed me to see how much money I was making each month or watch my net worth grow. Because at first it wasn't. It was actually going down because I was spending so much more than I was saving. And once you could see that, it it really like hits home. And I saw that, made some changes and started going up and got a little happy. And then you just continue to do it every month. And then I saw your spreadsheet and that gave me an idea to just track every transaction that I make. So I made my own categories because I couldn't find I tried things like Mint and Personal Capital, which are some budgeting apps that you can download and use for free. I tried those, didn't really like them. So I decided to just make my own. And it only takes a couple minutes a week or something at best. It just it allows you to realize exactly where your money is going so that you know. And I feel like awareness is always the first step if you're trying to build any sort of nest egg for yourself. And I say, you know, I, I did the same, you know, 
I wanted to try to be somewhat lazy and, and use mint. Um, I didn't like it as well, right? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of like a, hey, if I write it down, I know I'm, if I write it down, I know I can see it. So I have a, I have a few, in the first couple episodes you've seen, I was in my, my, my office and I had a couple whiteboards and I, I write everything on a whiteboard. Um, I'm not great with technology because every time it just fries and I lose everything. Um, so I physically write things down. Um, this is, you know, so I, I was, I got to talk to a couple friends just yesterday and, uh, you know, they're looking to get into some real estate and they said, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? Kind of a thing. And, and, you know, I, I made it, it was, it was great. It was, you know, so I, I made them realize, you know, Hey, I, I take, and I'll be honest, right. I'll talk real numbers. I take $250 out of every single one of my paychecks that I make and I put it directly into my savings account. Right. Because I pay myself, I pay myself first. Um, you know, and that's to fund my business, to fund getting out of my job, to fund where I want to be. Yeah, it can go into an investment. It can go wherever. Um, but, you know, I explained to them that, you know, you need to you need to make sure that whatever you do, your life becomes what you want it to be. And so, you know, $250 now times that by 52 weeks, right, is $13,000 a year. Right. I mean, 13,000 is, is ridiculous to think about in 50 when you think about it you're like okay yeah, that's a lot of money for some people a little bit of money for others right but you know and, and I'm not saying that everybody has to do that but when you think about that you can turn 250 a week which really you know that's, that's honestly half my paycheck from my job after all my investments are taken out and everything like that um, you know it turns into a big amount of money and I never saw it right like it literally just came out went into a separate account and I didn't see it so you know at the end of the year it's like okay hey I have that kind of money to put towards something or, you know, I, I choose to do, you know, other investments with it here and there. Um, but you know, my daughter's betterment doesn't come out of that. My, you know, my 401k isn't out. Of, that's literally just, that's the, that's the proof that I am investing in myself. That is, that it's my money to, to make my future something better. It can't go towards, it can't go towards, you know, uh, vacation, anything like that. It literally is just for my business to make me, get to a point where I want to be in life and everything else is just the added thing, right? I diversified my portfolio outside of me. I am my own first investment. Everything else is, is to help, you know, me along the way. So 401, everything like that. So, um, you know, and that, that was, it was funny cause you could see their eyes light up once, once you talked about, Oh yeah, 250, I could do that. You know, they make, let's say we make 40 grand a year type of a thing. Yeah. I could do, you know, I could do 200, 250 a week, but, you know, one of them lives at home or they both live at home, to be honest. Right. I mean, they're younger and, and single and I'm like, man, you know, and they're like, and I was like, all right, do you have 13,000 saved up? You know, you say you've been saving for, you know, this, you know, you've been working since you were 18. And then we start doing the math of like, you know, six years. And it's like, so you have, you know, $75,000 in cash saved up. And they're like, no, I'm like, because you're not doing that investment. You're not doing that. Like if you started it, it's a, it's, it's a guarantee that this will happen. Like, you know, you put it into a savings account, not into an investment, anything like that, strictly a savings account, get your small percentage. I mean, I'm getting 3% or whatever on my money. Um, but when you think about it, like, man, I, I sucked it. You know, if I would have learned this, at, as I said, 16, you know, 17 type thing, I, I would have started so much faster. So, um, you know, and then I, you know, it just gets harder the more things you buy. So, you know, when you buy your first house, it's like you can't afford to save 250 a month, right? But if you would have saved it earlier and put a big down payment, guess what? 
you would have put the big down payment, had your payment be the amount of money that you're used to spending and still been able to save that money. So that's why it's key to me. Um, you know, a, a big habit of mine is pay yourself in your future where you want to be first. And that includes, you know, putting yourself into a savings account for, for yourself. And then also 401ks for, for people that aren't looking to invest in, um, excuse me, bigger things and, 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 not everybody's, you know, cut out for real estate. Not everybody's cut out to open a business. We talked about last week, you know, some people, some people want to live life, enjoying vacations, enjoying the house they have, pay it off, do all that. So, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're paying yourself, you can pay your house off much quicker, right? Put one, one chunk down. So, um, you know, if you take, let's say me, if I take that 250 and pay my house off, you know, I'm going to pay it off that much faster. So, um, I, it, it was it was just a great conversation to have with some friends and, and and just watching them go holy cow I could have had this much money literally off of off of nothing right it's not your whole you're not starving at that point so well I think we're at a, a good position in life with the four of us because you know obviously I, I have I'm the second oldest on here, but I have the oldest kid my daughter's 25 Mike's the oldest on here his kids are you know what about 12 and nine. 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Okay, well, it's kind of close. <laughs> um, Nick has a four-year-old. Yeah, okay, and Umar has a 18. One and a half. One and a half, so 18-month-old. So <laughs> when we look at our kids, you know, we've obviously learned what we've learned, which, you know, Nick and I kind of did our own thing. Umar kind of did his own thing. Mike learned, you know, from some of the stuff I taught him. And we're, we're setting these children up for – success in their future because I know when the time comes Mike's going to sit both his son and daughter down and say okay these are what you need to do to protect your wealth and to grow it I know Nick and Umar are both going to do the same thing I can tell you right now at 25 which you know she probably had about $1,500 when she graduated in 2014 she's sitting on a, somewhere between 60 and 65,000 uh, we're talking what six years so, I mean, you know, these kids are set up for great success because, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing until we started really looking at it and writing things down. Write, write it down. We got to see it. Well, you know, that brings me to my next, my next thing that, that, you know, what I find uh, wealthy people are doing. And, and honestly, wealth is, you know, is relative, right? I mean, we, you know, I, I'm going to say the average income for us, you know, I don't, I don't care. Like 70,000, you know, I, I make 40 type of a thing, you know, just in my, in my working job, you know, but let's just say, you know, we're, we're in New York, right? I mean, those people are making much, much larger money and their wealth, right? So their rich people are much uh, better off than, than the rich people here in Michigan. And we're a little better off than, you know, let's call it some Nebraska people, you know, California, you know, and those, those people are, you know, the wealthy over there are wealthy. So um, it's all relative to what you think. So, um, you know, one thing I guess that it brings me to is right. The four of us is, is kind of proof that, you know, the, the old saying is, is your, your income is the average of the five people you hang around with. Right. So if you look around, if you're hanging out with four people that don't have jobs and you happen to be the guy that have a job, right? I mean, chances are your job is a little lower income, right? You're not, you're not making, you know, 
$400,000 a year, $100,000 a year, the chances are you're going to be making 40, you know, kind of a thing. Um, you know, I, the only reason I, I'm in the real estate type of a thing and, and started growing more is because I started hanging out with people that were in it longer and, and I started enjoying what they did and, and understood their income. So, you know, if you get a, a group of doctors and a group of, you know, lawyers that are successful, right, their, their average income, I mean, the five people they're hanging around with is, you know, let's call it $400,000 a year. You, you, the warehouse people, 40000 a year, right? The, so take a look at the group that's around you. You know, Mike, you know, he's a prime example of, right, before he understood what we, what we talk about, he wasn't financially in the spot that he is now. And so, you know, education, you know, hanging out with David, hey, brought his income up, right? Because David was a little, you know, a little more income. He was, he was there. So, um, you know, take a look. Don't, don't let, just because they're friends and just because they're family and they tell you, hey, this is the way to do it. It's not always true, right? I mean, there, there, there's ways and it's not that they're bad people or anything like that, but you're going to find yourself, you're going to find yourself, the more people you get around, the, the closer the friends, that, that's what your average income will be. And it's, it's, it's a tried and true um, statistic, right? It really is. So, you know, and, and I'm not saying people have to change, but, you know, take, take a look at it, you know. Well, and I think one of the big things, you know, when you're talking about habits. So people are motivated by seeing things work. So, you know, Nick sat there and he said, you know, I, I see this money going into my savings account. I know I'm going to have $13,000 at the end of the year. That motivates me. Mike sits there and he says, you know, I, I took some of these things and I see my financial situation better than it used to be. That motivates me. Hummer goes, you know, I used to spend a lot of money and I didn't really know where it went. So I started writing everything down and now seeing my net worth, that motivates me. So set goals for yourself, whether it be weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, set attainable goals that you can hit. That way it gives you that incentive to say, okay, you know, I, my, my goal this week was to find an extra 50 bucks. I found that extra 50 bucks. I threw it into my savings or my investments, wherever I put it. But my goal for the end of the month is, yeah, I, I don't want 200. I want 300. Start stretching those as much as you can so you can find extra money. So at the end of the week, month, quarter, year, you can say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with that now. So, you know, Nick says, I, I put 250 bucks. What was it? A, a paycheck? Every week. Every, oh, so every week. So 52 times he's putting 250 bucks away. If he finds an extra 10 bucks somewhere, I, I know Nick, he's going to put that away too. And now he's going to have an extra 500 on top of it. And maybe he decides, hey, you know what? I had a really good year this year. I'm going to go on an extra, you know, vacation three days down to Mexico or whatever. You know, I love, I know he loves going to Mexico to the all-inclusive. I do. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a great experience, right? And it was from where I came, you know, I mean, I grew up, I grew up on the poorer side. We didn't, you know, the, I'm from Michigan, uh, you know, so I, I'm from, you know, over here. And so it's a two hour drive or three hour drive to like Cedar Point, which is an amusement park, right? And that was our, that was our biggest vacation I remember taking. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't do these things. Like now all of a sudden, you know, when you get a little income, you broaden your horizons and you're like, I can go do this. So, you know, to us, 
to us, you know, David and I, it's, it's what we can do with our money, not the money itself, right? It, it truly is, what can I do with it? You know, you, you, the old saying is you have, you have two things, right? You have time or money and you're, you're trading, you're trading that time. You know, when you go to your job, they're paying you, right? So that's what it's, what it's worth. So you're trading your time for your money. I, I want to get to the point to where they can't afford me. So, you know, my time becomes more valuable. Um, and that, that's really, you know, when you, when you travel, when you travel and that's what I like to do with my money, my extra, right? So, you know, if I find an extra 10 bucks, it does, it goes into the, it goes into the vacation fund or, um, you know, if, if we have, you know, we got new appliances six months ago, first time in our life. I mean, <laughs> as weird as that is, um, you know, we, we, we were like, all right, Hey, it's going to cost us 3,500 bucks. Let's start saving for it. I worked overtime. I did this. It, again, it never came out of my, you know, my 250. It came out of my above and beyond extra. This is where I'm going to be. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing is, is figure out what to cut and, and, and make that happen, I guess. So, um, you know, I, I want to, we, we always just keep talking back to writing things down and that's huge for us. Like, you know, David, you brought up a great point of 50 bucks, right? I want to make an extra 50 bucks this week. Okay. Now, if you don't set that goal, what are the chances you're actually just going to be like, Oh, I wanted 50 bucks. You know, like you don't know that you want that type of money. So you're, you're going to do nothing, nothing in your power to go get that money. You're, you're going to live that same life. Now, if you tell yourself, Hey, I want this little extra or something that just says, Hey, I'm going to probably take that chance to, to, to do it. Right. Um, you know, I, I was listening to somebody else talk and it was, I'm a big guy. Right. And it was just talking about building habits for working out. And he's like, look, you know, start, start with grabbing, grabbing your gym clothes every day. That's what you do. You just grab them, put them in a bag. He goes, if you go to the gym, great. If not, and he goes, you know, you'll probably do that. And then eventually there's going to be a point where you're like, all right, I'm tired of just grabbing my gym clothes. I should probably drive to the gym right? Dry. So you build that habit. You've already packed your clothes. That's easy. That becomes so easy for you. Cause you're like, yep, I already got it done. Pack. And then you drive, you don't have to go into the gym. Right. So then you drive all the way back home, set your clothes, do whatever. Then, you know, you're going to build that habit. You're going to, so you're going to, you're going to grab your gym clothes. You're going to drive to the gym. Eventually you're going to go, well, I'm already here. I might as well go inside. And you know, chances are you're going to get inside and you'll, you'll hop on a treadmill and you'll walk. Right. So it's just, it's building those habits every day. And we talk financial habits, right? It's again, you know, putting 10 bucks away. I, I'm not, you know, you don't have to be me. You don't have to put 250, half your paycheck. You don't have to. I, I just want better for myself personally. So again, putting 20 bucks away, you know, 20 bucks, honestly, if 20 bucks is, is if 20 bucks is, is that important to you, we, we are literally talking to you people right now because budgeting is huge. I mean, there should never be a time where 20 bucks means that much. If you can't put $20 into savings, we go back to looking at budgeting and writing things down and figuring out where you're spending that kind of money. I mean, you know, there's always something to cut. So, uh, you know, the, the easier you make things and the more you do it, the easier it becomes, right? So trust me, the first time I put money away, I was like, man, that's a lot of my paycheck. That's a lot of my paycheck. A lot of, and then it just got easier. It just got easier. Um, you know, I started out working 59 hours a week plus my side job. And then I started making a little more money. So I, you know, went down and down and down and, you know, now I work, you know, 45 hours. Granted I'm unemployed right now, or I have a job of just not working any hours, but 
you know, it, it's, and I'm living off of that, that 250 bucks that I was putting away. Right. I mean, that, that, I have to catch myself back up, but it's, you know, it, it, it really, everything you do in life, you know, when you, when you get up, you have two choices, right? You can make a big breakfast on a Sunday or you can make cereal or not eat. Right. <laughs> I mean, people not hungry or lazy people just don't eat. Other people make cereal because it's easy and it's a bowl and cereal and milk. Right. And then you got, you know, my amazing wife who, who, I mean, man, I get, I get pancakes, eggs, sausage, right? Like it's how much effort you want to put into it is how much you'll get out of it. So. <laughs> well, I think that rolls us into a good point of purchasing. So you really need to pay attention to what you're purchasing. If it's a big purchase, if it's a small purchase, know what you're planning on doing. If, if you're going to the store for a specific item, that's what you're going for. You're not going to wander around and pick up everything you see. My, my wife is, is big with this. She loves getting the receipt from, you know, whether it's Meyer or Target or wherever, and it says, you saved a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I look at her and I go, do we need the shit we bought just to save a hundred damn dollars? Couldn't we save like $200 by not buying any of that crap? Yeah. yeah. And she gets mad at me, but it's, it's a good point. Now, mind you, I'm as guilty as she is because I'll pick up crap I don't need all the time. You have to avoid those impulse buys. Okay. If you can afford it and got money and you want to, you know, pick up a, a new suit or pick up a, a new PlayStation game or, you know, whatever the hell your vice is. I don't care. Do that. Yeah, I was you know, better have the money. I was at a Walmart. I was at a Walmart and we, we promised each other we were going in there. You know, uh, I want to say it was like a bag of chips and we needed one other item or something. So I walked back to the gun counter and there's, there's a, a 20 gauge or no, a 12 gauge shotgun on clearance plus 20% off my wife comes back she goes what are you doing and I was like I'm buying a shotgun I, I saved you know 75% on this thing it was it was such a huge and she goes are you serious right now and I was like that was such a good deal you know I didn't need it I just I wanted it and uh you know I we all get guilty of it it's just a matter of if you, can you afford it and should you afford it right um there's can and should so yeah I, I think we're all guilty of it but if you, again, if I would have wrote down that list, I know that day, if I would have wrote down that list, let's call it chips and dip. I I would have just walked into Walmart, got chips and dip and would have never went to the gun counter. Right. But because I didn't write it down, I got sidetracked and was like, Ooh, I need this. So. Well, Nick, you brought up two good points that I want to hit right now. One of them is separate your savings from your actual bills. So you have money that goes into savings. You don't pay attention to that. You have money that goes into probably your checking account. Yep. So that way you can pay bills. You have to keep these things separate because that helps you budget in ways that you need to budget. So when you're getting your accounts, automate as much as you can. This goes to savings. This goes to investments. This goes to checking. However, you have to split that up. That way, you know where all of your money's going and you can do the things that are important to you, whether it's investing or savings or whatever it is. And the other thing you really hit, Nick, that I liked was, you know, you can either have a really big breakfast or you can have cereal or you can have nothing. So I know with me growing up, 
I grew up upper middle class. We always had money. I wouldn't eat anything but Frosted Flakes. I wanted Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Don't give me that cheap shit. Not interested. But if you don't care about, you know, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes and you're okay with sugar flakes or whatever the generic is, by all means, buy the generic. You're going to save a lot of money buying generic stuff. You know, when I used to work in the office, I got a jar of generic peanut butter. And... I just kept it at my desk and if, you know, I need a little pick me up, I, you know, it was Spartan or Meyer or whatever peanut butter. And I, you know, I just have a little bit. Well, and you know, I, I, I want to, we talked about checking savings, right? You said, keep, keep the amount of money that you need for bills. Right. And you can have your, you can have your little extra in there for the, just in case your bills a little higher or whatever, right? Budget should be close, but not extremely, extremely tight. So that way you overdraft. We never want anybody to overdraft. Um, that's like the worst fee you could ever pay in your life. Um, but you know, when you, when you keep your checking, your savings separate, you, you mentally have this thing that, that clicks in your head when you have to log on to your bank account and go transfer money from here to here. It gives you that little bit of a second to go, do I really want to do this? Do I want to see that money go away? It, it helps you think about, do I want this purchase that bad to, to take money from me? So, um, you know, I, I think, I think that's just a little helpful hint of, you know, keep what you need. You, you know, you're going to spend every month, something like that. Keep that over here. Everything else. It just gives you that extra little bit of a, of, of a question. Well, I know one of the things I did when we had much less money than what we have now is like Hummer, I tracked literally every purchase. So if I went and made a purchase, I, I tracked it on my computer just like it was a checkbook. Yep. But let's say, you know, I spent three twenty-five. I always wrote down four dollars. And by the end of the year, I have, you know, eight hundred extra dollars in my account that I don't know about. Yep. And I'm not worried about. And I know, hey. You know, bills are tight because I, I got to pay the rent on Wednesday, but I don't get paid until Friday and I'm going to be negative 300. Well, I know I have that $800 buffer in there. So not necessarily do I want to use it, but I know I'm not actually going negative. Yeah. My checkbook might say I'm negative and that's fine, but my account won't be negative. And, and you know, that, that's one way where you can start to change your mindset and build some actual wealth. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way, right? Like I, I live, I live very frugally and you know, I'll be honest, I keep a thousand dollars in my checking account. That's, that's what I, you know, if I have a thousand dollars, that's zero to me. That is, oh crap, you're broke. Don't spend a dime, you know, cause it makes me really think about every single purchase. So, um, you know, if I have to, you know, if, let, let's say I, I go into something and I, you know, I, I know I have $12 in my account, but you know, this thing cost me 20 bucks. I can spend it. I'm going to replenish it, but man, it makes me think about that purchase and how bad I want it because I'm at zero, you know? Um, and some people, you know, I, I know people that are okay with overdrafts and they'll pay the $35 and it, but you know, you know how much money you're costing. And even, even if you get overdrafts, overdrafts waived, I mean, the time that you're spending to, to fight this thing and just, you know, so give yourself, give yourself a, a, let's call it an emergency fund, right? I mean, everybody else, this is an emergency fund for, oh, here it is. David built it up throughout a year of 800 extra bucks. You know, I didn't have a thousand dollars right away. Like we just did nothing 
for literally a couple weeks and then you know i built it up like now it's like i never want to touch that money when i when i die i hope i have a thousand dollars you know like that's zero to me so um yeah build build yourself a little something for just in, you know worst worst case scenario you know as david said right like paying your rent we we talked about that's that's you know putting a roof over your head and food in your stomach or you know in, in your family that's that's the biggest priority for us is make sure you're covered there um and we know things happen but make sure that when things happen it doesn't doesn't drain you completely so well you know one of the other things i know all four of us are fortunate enough to get bonuses um ummers and our and mine are way less than nick's and mike's because our company does not give nearly as much in a bonus but when you get those bonuses, when you get those raises, live like you did before you had it. Take that money, stick it somewhere that you don't even think about it. That way you're not spending it on stupid crap. Because let's face it, we all like to buy stupid crap. Yeah. Stupid crap's nice, doesn't mean you need it. You know, and, and I think you need to budget off of 40 hours a week, you know, if you're working full time, you know, that's, Anything above that, right, is, is your investment money, anything like So, again, with the bonus, that's that's not 40 hours a week. That's a bonus. It's exactly what it is. So, that money needs to get put to work to make me more money. I mean, when I first started at my job, you know, I told myself I was going to save every bonus and not spend a dime of it. And, you know, a couple of years goes by, a couple of years goes by, and, and I had – you know, I had really decent bonuses and I was like, man, you know what? I want these bonuses to basically pay me not to be here. So I started putting it in vacation funds. You know, I was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to leave town and we're going to go enjoy ourselves." Um, and I think that we find, we find that, that the people that don't use more money and anytime they find that extra 50 bucks and they put it towards something, you're going to be more successful uh, financially, uh, than, than most people. Um, Mike, uh, say so you get a bonus, right? I mean, back, you know, back then before talking with David, I mean, what did you guys do with your bonus? <laughs> <laughs> Quite often it was used to, to pay bills. So it was playing catch up. I mean, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's what we find is like, you know, all your bad habits, you just got lucky. <laughs> I call it lucky, or, right? Or it was lucky. a trip or something. I know one year we used it to pay for a trip to Disney World. Sure. So, and then, you know, you know now now that you're tracking, you know, I mean, you can pay for Disney and still have that bonus go into yeah. replenish that Disney trip, you know? So you're budgeting for it. <clears throat> yeah, some um, of what I, I use, I mean, not so much the bonus because the bonus is flexible, changes year to year, but I know for me like the money I know I'll get from a tax return perspective. I know it's like something that I use to pay for like summer camp for my kids. And so yep. even that's not necessarily, you know, for me well, per se, but it's something I know my kids like to do and things like that. So I focus on that. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, we're talking, we're talking bonuses. So honestly, I've been at my company for eight years. Every bonus up until this last one 
was really good. You know, 20% of my, of my pay, right. I mean, I was getting 20% of every three months. And so, you know, it, it was basically another paycheck. It was, you know, it was really nice. Well, you know, COVID hit and it was uh, in between the quarter. So my bonus on this one, I want to say was 6% or something, you know, I mean, that's way different than 20, right? If I was playing on that bonus, I would have been, you know, screwed. It, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked for me. So they, and they also put an email out that said, my July bonus coming, don't expect a bonus. Like COVID's, COVID's been here for two and a half months now, and that's pretty much the quarter. We're not looking to make a profit in these three months. So I'm not getting a bonus. So, you know, and I, I was fortunate that I had financial smarts to never count on a bonus, to never plan it and really just treat it like, like what it is. Hey, surprise, you got a paycheck today, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and then, you know, I, I know David, right. With his bonus, right. I mean, he, he puts it away. He does, he does the, the smart investment thing or, you know, he, you know, he doesn't count on it, but, you know, if he's planning for some of his trooping things, he's like, hey, I can go buy this now. I can do this now because it's money that wasn't meant for that budget. And everything goes back to that budget, right? If you're budgeting your bonus, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. If, you're budgeting over, if you're budgeting overtime, you're doing it wrong. You know, I mean, honestly, like I, 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 try, to, I try to tell people at my job, I'm like, hey, you know, always count on 40. Right now, right now, everybody, I'm not getting any hours. I, I'll be honest, I still haven't gotten an unemployment check. I'm doing okay, you know, but I haven't gotten any money. But I know that there's people there that were working 50 hours a week, and that's what they counted on, plus their mm-hmm. bonuses and still not making it. And now they're only getting 20 hours a week, right? I just talked to a really good friend of mine. He's getting 24 last week, right? You got, you got a budget, man. If, if you're spending every dollar and you're not getting every dollar income during these times, I mean, we, you know, from history shows, right? Things are going to go up, things are going to go down, things are going to go, you know, up, things are going to go down, and then you're going to go off the, off the chart and you're going to be happy, but the lows, you're going to be sad. So make that, you know, I always tell everybody, I want my lowest point to be better than the, the, the average person, you know? I want my lowest to be better, right? I don't, I don't want to go to bankruptcy. I, I want to, if I have a, if I have a dollar, I'm still in the positive, right? Um, so plan for the worst, hope for the best and capitalize when it's good. Right. Um, David, do you have anything else for good habits that people, you know, that, that we're finding for people? Yeah, we got a few things. Let's head on, you know, kind of quick cause we're running a little long. So, We've talked about some of these things before, cut redundancies. How many streaming services do you need? You know, do you need Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and YouTube TV? No, not necessarily. If you have a friend or like my daughter splits the bills with me because, you know, she wants Disney Plus and I want Disney Plus and, you know, we signed up when it was cheap, so we'll split that bill, no big deal. You know, I. I let her use my YouTube TV and that's another bill I can just split with her. I let her use my Netflix. It's another bill I can just split with her. She pays for Hulu because it's two bucks a month. Um, I find, I find good habits, you know, good habits are what create good income. Uh, You know, so we're, we're finding that people, people that are, 
are not, you know, everybody that has a boat, they, they enjoy it. If you're budgeting for a boat, good for you. It's built in there, right? But if you're, if you're already budgeting and your budget doesn't show for it, right? The old saying is boat stands for break out another thousand, right? <laughs> Every time, you know, there's always something that's going to be wrong with it. If you're a mechanic, anything like that, good for you. You can, you can fix it. But you know, I, I love to, I, I do sailboat racing. Um, and we, you know, we, we were coming into the start line and honestly, the, the bow of another ship came into us and, and right. And you can claim insurance on that or you can fix it. And again, when you're breaking out thousands, <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. So we're finding that people aren't buying play toys. Um, you know, they're not, they're not buying the extra quads, the boats, the Jeeps. They're saving for it ahead of time and purchasing it with cash, right? They're, they're, they're not financing these toys. They're not stressing themselves out. Again, people are doing it, but realize that the financially savvy people are doing it the correct way. They're, you know, um, say, so, so take a look at, take a look at the things that are around you, what you're buying, what you're financing and see if you can just save an extra year. Um, to buy that thing, you know, one year is not gonna, you know, it's, it seems like a long time, right? Just like we talked about, 250 bucks a week, yeah. Now $1,300 or $13,000 in a year. All right, now we're now we're somewhere. So yes, it seems like a long time, but you'll get there quicker than you think, and it'll look great in the end. So. Well, and that that rolls me into uh, always pay your bills on time. Always pay them fully off. Yep. You. I, we, we've talked about credit cards before. The credit cards pay me to use them. I don't pay to use a credit card. I will not pay to use a credit card. That means no annual fees, no interest. Yep. If you want to give me free interest for a year, I'll use that card for that year. But you better believe two days before that card's due, it's getting paid off because I'm not paying you any interest. I, I will use the system to my advantage and that's something you have to do that, you know, that's using it responsibly and having a good habit with it. Yep. And it's saying that, I, you know, we, David and I, you know, we've done research and we've looked into it and we're, we're finding that, you know, people with savings accounts or, or people, you know, with, with financial positive compared to the always going broke or, you know, borrowing financially stable people don't borrow money you know, on credit cards, they don't, they don't go to cash advance stores. David and I, we start, we start fights because we hate cash advance stores. I mean, I, you know, again, I talk about real estate a lot. I love it. You know, I, I borrow hard money, right? And sometimes I, I pay 12%, right? Which is huge. And, but it gets the job done. I mean, I think that's loan sharking. Now we're talking about cash advance stores that, I mean, David, what'd you come up with for a number? It was like some hundreds of percent. It's it's anywhere from three to six hundred percent annual interest because it's such a short loan. Yep. So if you borrow, let's say five hundred dollars for ten days, you're paying back five hundred and eighty bucks. Yep. You know what? I'll loan you that money way cheaper. Yeah. I'll only charge you seventy-five percent interest. <laughs> You know, but and, and they're getting away with it because they're they're legal wording and things. You know, because it's illegal yeah. for you and I. It's illegal for you and I to to loan out that kind of money. Correct. We we would we would end up in jail. So you know, again, financially, you know, financially, uh, smart people do not go to these places. You know, they're not pre-cashing their checks. They're not doing this stuff, right? 
So again, if you're doing this and you're watching, um, take a look at your budget, right? We, 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 again, that's the first thing we talked about. And the last thing we'll definitely talk about budget, 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 because it'll show you that something can get cut somewhere. Um, and then, you know, I say good, good habits, good habits are, are you build habits, right? You build them. So don't think this is going to happen overnight. Take it slow. First step, write a budget. Well, and you know, when you look at these things, credit score, I think is, is a really important thing to start focusing in on because, you know, everybody needs the ability to have credit. You don't necessarily need credit, but you need the ability to have credit. And I know approximately what my credit score is. I don't know if the three of you do, but you know, I'll tell you, my credit oh, score fluctuates somewhere between 740 and 800 every month, just depending on what I've charged that month or if I have any new inquiries or, you know, whatever the case may be. Nick, any idea, you know, what's your range? Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm right in there, like uh, 740 to 800, um, and it all depends. Uh, again, it depends on if I'm, I'm working on, you know, if I've called a couple lenders to figure out if I'm buying a house or, you know, what, what we've done with it. Um, you know, we, we know people that are, you know, Hey, you don't need credit and you don't, right. Again, this is, this is, a, like, this is a generic way that you can become wealthy, right? We're, we're talking to the masses of people, the, the, let's call it, we'll cut it into 80%. I mean, it's, it's very low, but we'll cut it into 80%. There's a 10% of people who, you know, magically, magically hit, hit, hit the casino and hit the lottery. And, you know, I, I, honestly, it's, it's, I can't even, let's call it, we're talking to the 96% of people that this is going to work for. There's a 2% that hits the lottery and the 2% that their parents give them masses amount of money. Um, you know, we don't know anybody that, I don't personally know anybody that hasn't had to work to get their wealth, you know? Yeah. Okay. So if my, if if somebody's parents gave them a million dollars, that's not enough to, you know, you, you might as well make that bigger for the next generation. So I, you know, I, I think I can look at, you know, we're talking to the people that we know that this works for. Some people are, you know, are going to think, Hey, I can do this completely different, be more successful without, without the knowledge. But, you know, so I guess, you know, we, we find that financially, I love, I'll be honest, I love to gamble. I do. You know, I, I, I really do. When I was younger, you know, again, when we talked about that, you know, that, that 18 to before I got smart, 18, 19 range, um, I didn't save the 250. I mean, I guess I was, I was probably 21 before I started actually saving my, my 250 a week. You know, I would take my extra money and I'd, I'd go to the casino and, you know, if I hit, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, I was the happiest guy in the world. If I lost, I was like, you know, there's next week, you know, but we, we, we find that, I mean, I know from personal experiences that my financial income never actually went out, right? I, I'm not a professional poker player. I can't win at blackjack. I'm horrible at craps. Apparently I love to do it, but we find that financially successful people aren't gambling. You know, if they do, they, you know, you hear about these people that go in and they spend 20 bucks, right? I still gamble. Um, but when I go in, I, I bring, you know, 50 to a hundred bucks kind of a thing. And I've saved for, or 
I've probably mowed a couple of grasses to get the money just extra to, to blow because of, um, you know, but we're, we're finding that these people aren't buying lottery tickets every week. We're finding that, you know, financially successful people are going to the casino every, you know, every week, you know, it's more of a date night for them or an adventure out. They're not, um, you know, betting on, on sports books or whatever, you know, um, there's a bunch of apps for like when, when sports were around, um, you know, we're, we're finding that these people aren't doing that. So um, if you want to build a good habit, right, take a look at that and see, hey, are you spending money on something that you're not getting a return on? You know, if you are a professional poker player and that's what you want to do, great, right? But make sure you have the cash up front to do it. Don't don't borrow to get the money to do it. You know, the chances are you're not going to hit, right? I mean, what I'll be honest. So I know we're running quick on, or, you know, we're running long on time, but I'm going to tell you guys what, what really changed my mind. So I, I owned my third property at the time. I walk into a casino with my wife and there's, there's a, a sign on a slot machine that says you could win, you know, $82,000 jackpot. And I'm like, man, that's good money. Heck yeah. Like my, my adrenaline's rushing. Everything's going 82,000 bucks. But then I realized, like, I own three properties, and that that pays off maybe one of them. I still have to work every day of my life to pay off the other two. I still have to do the exact same thing. I still have to, like, nothing of my life changes. It didn't get easier because I don't have that payment. Yeah, it'll, it might make it quicker, but I still have the exact same life, and nothing changed. So I stopped gambling so much. Like, now we go, you know, let's call it twice a year. Friends, friends will invite us or – we'll get free play from the casino. And, and, you know, honestly, I have to drop a dollar in to play my free play and I'll always do that. But, you know, it, it was the greatest thing that ever slapped me in the face was looking at something. I got myself into so much debt that I knew that no matter what I did, I couldn't get out of it. You know, So it, it, it was really great. Um, and, and we find financially, financially successful people aren't doing that. So, you know, well, I, I think, since we are running long, I think we're going to split this into two episodes real quick because, you know, I still want to touch on some things you should do. I, I think things you shouldn't do or, you know, we'll just kind of throw that into a secondary thing. But sticking on the credit score, Amr, do you know where your credit score range-wise? Uh, it's usually between 780 and 800. It doesn't fluctuate as much as your guys, I'm guessing, because I don't do as much anymore. Well, see, and mine fluctuates. Like, I dropped 50 points because we had a big medical bill. My wife called and said, hey, you know, which I know Amr just, just dealt with this recently, which, you know, one certain hospital system in the area said, piss off, you're not getting it any cheaper. And, you know, we may or may not work for that system, but I, I won't divulge. Um but my wife called the, the, a different system that I don't work for and said, hey, what will you take? And they reduced the bill. And I said, here, stick it on this card that had zero on it. Uh, Which, of course, dropped my credit score 50 because now instead of, you know, it was like 4800 bucks instead of having $7,500 available on this card, now I'm less than 50% available. So they said, well – your credit score is going to take a hit here. And I'm okay with that because, you know, at the end of the day, because of how much I put on it and, and my rewards, I ended up making $70 back on it. So, you know, whatever. It'll get paid yeah, off. It's funny. Like five I, days. Mean, 
I spent so much of my younger years like trying to boost up my credit score. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I need a better credit score. I need this. I need that. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, well, well, what does this get me? I mean, I'm probably never taking out a loan again for the rest of my life. So I don't need the credit anymore. It's but it there still shows up. Well, and I, you yeah. know, let's say I want to, I want to hit Mike. Do you, do you happen to know your credit score by chance? Mine hovers anywhere between about 740 and 780. Okay. And, and, you know, David, David was over at my house uh, a while back and we were actually talking about credit score. And so we all, we all have good credit. Let's be honest. Right. It, it, seven, we've heard 740 and above from all of us. Um, now, whenever you guys go get a loan, uh, when you, when you bought your house, when you bought a car, David, I know, um, when, when you guys have gone to buy anything, now I know, I know when I go buy a house or anything like that, they're like, Oh, what's your credit score? And the answer is always, Oh, if it's, I think the most I've ever seen is honestly 740. I got a discount, right? Like a 25 or 0.25% discount for having 740 and above, right? If you have, you know, between 739 and, you know, seven or, you know, six, 690, you know, you got, you got the discount if you had lower, you know. But I've never, honestly, so I guess we could say perfect credit for what I would stand for would be 740. I've never seen anybody give a discount for having any more than 740 of a credit score. Have you guys seen any different? No, not really. No, me either. You know, I mean, you know, when I, when I, I remember when I got my credit card back, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, Oh, you're in the, you're in the highest credit, you know, you're in the highest credit score at seven, whatever. So, you know, your interest rate is like 3.2% on this for however long. And I, I never used it anyway. I just thought it was great to have open. And, uh, you know, knowing, knowing where your credit score is, excuse me, um, you know, knowing where your credit score is, you say you're not going to finance anything, Bummer, but, you know, there's going to be a chance where, you know, some of the things we teach or whatever, it's like, Hey, somebody's going to give you 0% interest on a thing that you're going to go buy anyway. You know, you might go, all right, well, I guess I'll finance it because I'm getting it for 0% and make my money work. Right. I mean, yeah. so I think, you know, to say you're never going to do it again, you know, there, there could be a house that comes on the market. That's a million bucks. And, and, but still at 740 and above, you're going to get the same interest rate, the same, everything is, an 820. Like, you know, I, I love it when people brag to me about their, their, you know, Oh, I have an 820 credit score. And I'm like, great. I get the same interest rate as you. Like, you know, I, I'm the bottom of the barrel. I, I don't care. You know, as long as it's, as long as it's 740 or 741, I'm just as happy as the guy, you know, the guy making 820. So it just means he keeps more on his card than I do. You know? So, um, you know, I say, and we'll, I think we're going to do an episode about credit score and things like that. Um, you know, how to build it, how to get it and things, but so we're just talking, you know, keep an eye on it. So that way you, that way you can honestly get the, what we think personally is the best deal. I mean, they say cash is the best deal. Some people, but we, we think honestly, you know, you can get really great deals. Uh, you know, I, I, I know my furniture company, we're looking at furniture and if I pay cash, I get 20% discount. If I finance it 0%, I'm going to take a 20% discount. But if sometimes they just run 0% interest, if you put it on the card and I'm like, as long as I have good credit, I'm okay with that. So, 
you know, there, there's definitely benefits and, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm never going to use mine again. Right. Cause I'm going to go buy another house very soon. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think with uh, the good habits, I think we're kind of wrapping up. Uh, Nick and I have talked to a crap ton here. So I'm um, anything we missed with the good habits. Not that I can think of. Um, I missed the beginning of the episode, but a lot of my good habits stemmed from tracking, definitely writing everything down. Um, Surprisingly, what helped me a lot was cooking. So when I started cooking and making my own meals, I found that I was saving an incredible amount of money because I just didn't realize how much I ate out and how big of an impact that had on my budget. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. I say I, I'm notorious for that. Like when, when COVID wasn't here, we, my wife and I love to go out to eat, right? We are, we are foodies, right? I, we took a trip to Las Vegas and there was this hot dog place that popped up on Facebook cause it, it you know, Facebook just stalks me everywhere I go. And I was like, yup, we're going to go try this place. Right. But, you know, I, we do, we spend, we spend so much money going out to eat, but because I've set myself a budget into guaranteeing that my, my funds are, are where they need to be. I, I can do that. Right. I trust me. I could have, I could be more successful. I could have more money, but I know where I'm going to be because I've made that budget, wrote it down and I'm hitting those goals. So Mike, uh, what about you? Anything that you think we might have missed? Uh, anything you want to touch on for, for good habits here and, and seeing some of these viewers get them? I know something that I've done because I've kind of started doing, I mean, I can't do 250 a week like you can, but I've started every paycheck putting away some. And one thing I do is anything that my banks will do with me for like free, like text alerts, email alerts, or, you know, minimum amounts in, you know, like my say my checking account and stuff like that and you know weekly balances and stuff like that you know use them you know anything that you're getting for free use them to be alerted you know on a weekly basis a monthly basis just you know what is in those accounts so you know because i like getting them sent to my phone so i don't have to spend 20 minutes logging on to you know you know, the computer and stuff like that, because I think you mentioned it, time is money. And if I'm not getting paid for that time, I don't want to spend it. Yep. That's it. So it's it. And honestly, that took me a long time to learn, right? I, I still struggle with it. I'm not going to lie. Um, you guys, you guys, everybody that's watching knows that I go out and I'll, I'll haul brush or I'll, I'll mow a lawn and I'm the cheapest guy out there. I don't, I don't mean to, yes, it's a brag, right? I'm the cheapest guy out there, but I still have an issue with valuing my time for the amount of money because, you know, I know that these people have worked hard and I'm like, you know what? It's only going to take me this long. Like let's, let's do it. So, um, you know, I, I, I I can't say I'm successful because of it. It's, it's somewhat of a failure, right? I just drove the other day, 20 minutes each way, for a lawn mow and, and I only got paid 25 bucks and it took me longer than I thought. And it's like, man, if I would have only asked for that $30, right. It would have just made it that much more worth it. Like, so time, time is money is the hardest thing 
I struggle with. And, and I think successful people financially, they comprehend that a heck of a lot more than I do. Right. Um, when it comes to real estate, you know, there, there's jobs that I know how to do. And now they're, you know, now that I've done them more, it's like, let's say, you know, I'm clogging a toilet or something, right? It'll take me four hours. It'll take a plumber like 30 minutes, right? So I, I can pay the $100 for them to come out or I can save 100 bucks and go do it myself at 25 bucks an hour. I might as well just spend the money because I'm worth more than that, that little amount of money. And I know the job's just going to get done correctly. So, um, you know, I, I, I think... Honestly, the time is money thing is, is, is a struggle I have for sure. So, well, I'm, I'm going to kind of leave everybody with this. You know, Nick talks about vacations and stuff, and I don't take very many vacations, but here, here's the deal I'm going to give you on vacations. When you're on vacation, don't budget. Have fun. You're on vacation. Buy something you don't necessarily want. I know this has caused fights with my wife and me. Yeah, Nick bought that hat because he was on vacation. He wanted it for several years, but he bought it on vacation because he can do what he wants. You know, in 2012, I took a vacation to Hawaii with my, my wife and daughter. And, you know, I, I was blessed growing up. I went to Hawaii five times before I was 18. And I didn't get to go back until 2012 because, you know, I, I, now I have to pay for it and money's tough. And my wife got pissed off every time we did something. I'm like, I'm on vacation. Screw you. We're going to spend money. And that's why I worked my ass off all this overtime. So we could have, you know, money to have fun with. Yeah. So I think we're going to wrap this one up here. We're going to roll right into the next one, but we're going to split it into two episodes because, uh, you know, we're running a little bit over an hour here. And Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. So we're going to hit stop here and we're going to start right back up in a minute.